it's lights out and away we go. What's up guys and girls and welcome back to the F1 podcast and I'm joined by David. Good evening everyone. Oh, whatever that is in Belgium. <laughs> well, I wish I knew. <laughs> wish I knew. Yeah, so Belgium... Uh... Belgium Sprint Weekend. I... To be honest, I'm going to say it off the bat, I'm still not overly keen over this uh... this sprint shootout thing. And it, it, need, it needs work. I, I actually think we've taken a backward step. I think I said it before. I like the fact that the sprint race set the grid for a race. Mm. I've said what I would change for. Now, I'm going to kind of contradict myself a little bit there because if it did, it would have screwed Perez. Yeah. You know, so in a way, it's good that he didn't and that there was a separate qualifying, but... One thing I do quite enjoy, I quite enjoy the lack of practice times. It does seem to throw all the teams a little bit of a, a little bit of a curveball. The problem was they didn't the get... one practice session there was got both was just about boating session. I know, yeah, because it, it's spa. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of um, running, so mm. I can tell you, out of all the teams. Science was the only one that did the most. Science was the only one that did the most laps. No, he wasn't. Valtteri did the same number according to the list. Did he? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Valtteri it's did not, as it's well. Not, it's not sorted by laps. No, I know. Yeah, so there was only like I said. Science and Valtteri on nine. Nine. Nico, Yuki, and Shao got eight. Yeah. I'm looking through the whole list, but you get the idea. When you consider, if I just for example, go back to Hungary. And practice one. Mm. You had 13 laps for the top guy. Practice two, you had 20 laps. Yeah. Practice three, 20 laps. 20, 29 laps down there. Mm. 29. So in an average weekend, a team does about 70, 80 practice laps, I bet, an average guy. Yeah. Whereas... Yeah, there, they got eight. They got nine. Some, he asked me four. Uh... Gasly, Ocon, and Max was only two. Hmm. And didn't manage to set a time. No. I mean, so the usual spiel is going to happen, and it's basically qualifying, and then it'll be sprint talk and race talk, just because neither of us (laughs) caught the sprint shootout. Unfortunately, due to my work commitments and that, Saturdays are difficult for me. If I'm lucky, I get to watch a quality of a sprint later that evening. But it's just the way things are, sadly. I'd love to be able to sit and watch every session, but yeah, I have too many bills that would argue if I did. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's it's just it's timing as well. To you know, it's being able to time it to get. Oh yeah. Like qualifying, depending on what time of day, I usually finish work early afternoon on a Saturday. Mm. If qualifying is like four or five o'clock, I'm usually good. Like the last couple have been like two o'clock, in the case of watch them later on when I get home. Um, Set the good old skybox to record. I don't think Quali was. I thought Quali was. Quali was. Sure, Belgium Quali was four. 
I can't. I think I was a bit. I don't know. I was late. I had a bit messed about at work. I think it was. I think it was about. Brief. Like I say, I got home and watched. I got the sprint recording, so I watched that. Uh, it's not going to actually tell me now. Wow. I never realised the F1 site literally has all the times. Like, I'm currently looking at the 1976 Brazilian Grand Prix. Yeah. And it has all the results in it. Hmm. Wow, I did not know that. Sorry, I'm off topic there. Oh, you can go right back with the results. Hmm. <laughs> um... Yeah, if they, if they don't... That's kind of weird because... Yeah, it's not going to tell me now. Okay. Um... I wanted to find out, but I can't... <clears throat> Excuse me, I can't find out. Well, I mean, qualifying is going to be... It's going to be back to the normal for the Dutch Grand Prix, which, but it's going to be 2 o'clock yeah. in, in the afternoon and then 2 o'clock race. Mm. It, it was a mixed bag it was Belgium is all I'm going to say yeah I mean the weather was just typical um, I mean I thought we did well we had a delay on the sprint didn't we we actually thought we did quite we were quite lucky to get the race away the way we did yeah well, it was, no, it was, yeah, delay on the sprint, obviously, because it was a knock-on effect from a couple of things, like, uh, it could have been the F2 or something like that. Yeah, but there was also, it was the weather one, exactly. Oh, yeah. I turned it on to watch it, and it was, it was sat there with the gazebos over the cars. Yeah, the weather hadn't helped, and I think the race director decided to let it, let the heaviest part. Mm. blow over first because see I'm not going to say it was a not it, it's an it was a knock-on effect of recent events at Spa that's happened it might be but I kind of get why they let it slip a bit just because well they didn't want a repeat of the infamous year, the two last round of safety car. So, yeah, they've gone. They're being cautious, which I am not going to argue with. No, because they did the. Uh... Well, they did a rolling start, but. And we lost about three laps off the sprint, didn't we? Because of. Is it four? Those three went from 14 to 11. Because it was the initial formation lap. There was about four okay. formation laps, technically. Because they don't class the formation lap as a lap, do mm. they, really? Yeah. They don't officially count it as a lap. So mm. it's like it was four like formation laps behind the safety car, then. 
I tell you what. And then pretty much everything straight in the pit starts the formation lap. Finished. Yeah. But I tell you what. I'm sure it got picked up where my lander nearly uh, ended up uh, going a bit slidey-slidey. He's only had a track limit violation at one point. That was last <laughs> time, wasn't it? He did it again this time. He's, he probably... said it before. That's a big two-ton car on road tyres. You know, it's it's, oh, it'd be on it's all... going to be a bit of a beast. It'd be on all weather tyres, but I bet they'd... I bet that grip... I, I bet you good one. He'll be on the same tyres he would leave the factory if you bought it. Because, don't forget, it's a 600 horsepower sports car no, when all's said and done. Yeah, but they're It on... won't leave the factory on ditch finders. No, they'll be on all weather. Yeah. It's on all weather tyres, though. They'll be the same tyres he leaves the factory with. Yeah, but it, they're all weather. They'll be, they'll be the Pirelli P-Sports, uh, Michelin PS4s. I don't know who Mercedes use these days. Yeah, but they're still classed as all weather tyres. Yeah, there's, there's road tyres. I just think there was that much water that it did. I I noticed it going a bit slidey, but I'm thinking, yeah, he's having to hammer it round, but even he was having a little bit of fun there. Because they had them both round, didn't they? Didn't they have the medical car and safety car round at one point? Yeah, they had them both going round. Did you notice where they parked them? Just on the outside of the first, on the inside of the first corner, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, because you can't imagine the safety car needing to get safety car having to come out and navigate that pit lane mm. in a hurry. But yeah. Qualifying was a bit weird. I say I only saw death for sprint, so I can't. I mean, I'll let you lead on that. My point is being proven here about that Alpha Tauri. And I'm going to start with Alpha Tauri. Yes, Yuki drove the nuts off it to get it into Q2. <laughs> But Danny Rick's just... I don't know. He's not having this blaze of glory. I think a few people were eyeing him up for. Like I said, the, there was a lot of hype surrounding him. His return and coming back. And it's like, yeah, it's good to see Danny back. But it's a bit of a shame on him. Because he's been put into what? This... Lowest car on the grid, effectively. Well, it is at the moment. It is in this. Yeah. And as and as I've said before, as I've said before, I think we said this last time. I don't know if it's necessarily a bad car. The point I'm going to make is, at the end of the day, there's ten cars on that grid. One of them's got to be the last. That's just the way the world works. Unfortunately, this year it's the Alpha Tauri. Last year it was probably the Haas. Yeah. Start of the season, it was probably the McLaren, let's be honest. Mm. Yeah, but but if... as teams develop and jump around, Alpha Tower seems to have just gone off the boil. Now, you never know, a couple of upgrade packages, I can't see him being back up there where McLaren are, but could suddenly put them back into the fight a little bit. 
we've got a couple of cars this year that to me are outperforming what we would expect. None of us saw Aston Martin coming the way they did. Because last year their car wasn't great. No, but Aston have... Williams this year, especially in Albon's hands, Mm. is outperforming what I think a lot of us would have expected. Yeah. Well, that that Williams has got some straight line speed. Well, I see the Williams... The Williams and the McLaren are polar opposites, aren't they? Because the McLaren was there. The McLaren was shit in a straight line. I mean, poor Lando looked like he had one less gear than everybody else at one point. <laughs> yeah. But that Williams and tracks like this benefit that because it made that Williams very hard to overtake. Because by the time you got close enough to it, down the main straight, it buggered off. Mm. <laughs> and... A car that's quick in a straight line is always going to be a challenge because most of your overtaking places are at the end of straights. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, has kind of reasonable, you know. Okay. Has it appears to be Hulkenberg to me. <laughs> saying that he qualified last, but Hulkenberg to me has been almost the standout a little more. Yeah. The- Hulkenberg had, had issues. K-Mag K- actually, um, I realised, has did my trick, didn't he? Because they got that penalty for impeding, which made him realise they were going to be at the back, so they just took a whole new engine in the car. Try this time from the pit line. Yeah, but Hulkenberg had hydraulic issues. That's why he was... after. Yeah. Qualifying, that was it. He was a bit screwed. It's a bit like Max was changing that gearbox. Do you reckon they needed that, or do you reckon they were just playing a bit of a game? Uh, there's a possibility they needed it. I I know. I honestly think it was just a case of they knew. They knew it's a track he'd be strong at. Yeah. So, they started sixth. They knew they were going to be back up at the front, so why not take a gearbox now on a track where we knew he could overtake? Mm-hmm. Because don't forget, like we've done in the game, they've now got that gearbox for the rest of the season. Yeah. That's one more in the system. It's not a bad idea at times like that if you know you can make that time back up. It's, yeah, but it's Max, isn't it? They That's knew... it. He, uh, heck, he could have started back at the previous race and still would have finished on the lead lap. I mean, it took him... 17 laps. 17 which is a bit more than the three I estimated before the race. But yeah, I'll be honest, I've... I said from the beginning, the, the only real challenge I saw for him was Perez. If Perez got, got his foot down and gone, he was the only one to me that could have been a challenge. Mm. And even then, Max is just on a different plane at the moment. Yeah, but Even, the... even, even if he's having a bit of a lover's tiff with his engineer. I was going to say, I was going to come on to that in a bit. <laughs> Fair enough, we'll leave <laughs> But the sp- uh, sprinters we were talking about, we got side Well, we were talking about Quali, but... But, yeah, no, Quali was just... Quali, but it was nice to see... See, the Aston Martins had a little bit of pace there, but I don't think the Aston is actually suited to tracks with just straight-line speed, which is going to bugger them. Vegas, if they don't do something over... After the summer break, <laughs> Vegas is going to bugger them. 
Well, there's two or three. I mean, uh, Singapore. This is, where, this is where I should know the calendar and I. Singapore will do well, possibly. I mean, bringing Monza, if you've not got straight line speed, Monza's going to be painful. Yeah, you've got Monza. Obviously. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's the one place where you could probably throw away the rear wing and still finish the lap. Yeah. You've got... Qatar felt very quick to us. Qatar, yeah, Qatar seems like another speed track. Mexico, Brazil, Vegas, Dhabi, so yeah. You know, you've got Mexico... Yeah. Is a bit of an old... The only straight line you really need is that start finish rate. And the drag out of the third corner. So again, makes you yeah. the first left. They do a right left. Then you got that drag straight one on the right left, haven't you? Mm. Then you got the small. Right, sorry. Then you got the small DRS before. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. You got the small DRS say, before, like you the stadium. Speed, I'm guessing McLaren have the same issue because theirs is a very downforce car. Unless it's wet or something, Monza's going to be painful for them. Well, no. Really, I mean, well, yeah, maybe, but no, but de um, it depends. Not like, not like a concise answer, is the folks? It depends on that, because the only reason... I think McLaren... on the one circle, you do need speed. And McLaren at the moment seems to be a very downforcey car. Yeah, but we... Monza is the temple of speed. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Unless McLaren can dump a load of that downforce and still have the car be drivable, which is not something we say. I know they set the cars up downforce heavy, anticipating maybe a wet race. Oh, well, yeah, they did. But unless yep. they can dump 90% of that. I know, but look, you've just got to go back to McLaren and Silverstone. Yeah, but Silverstone's not as much a speed track as Monza in my book. No. We know Monza's the quick is the quick one. Monza we'll used to be the only track where we used to run maximum speed. Used to be the only track where we ran it. Yeah, but we'll we'll have to see what happens when it comes to Monza. Mm. I mean, like I say, Aston have got a shot come Singapore because I mean they, okay, they qualified ninth and tenth. They squeaked. Quali. Hmm. You know, you had the likes of the Mercedes were well split throughout Quali. You know, you had Hamilton up in fourth and then George in eighth. Yeah. Don't know what it was with George. He had a bit of a rough weekend, didn't he, in general? He seemed mm. to not. There's obviously too much sweat on the track. Yeah. Then you had uh, the likes Norris and Piastri. I mean, Piastri out-qualifying. Did he out-qualify Norris? Yeah. Yes. You know. Sixth or seventh. Piastri right now is driving his heart out and he's once lovely. I mean, getting on, I was gutted for him in the race. I mean, we're going to get on to that, but honest mm. to God, I was good. I was good when that happened, and he was probably 50 50 to blame on that one. But we'll come on to that. Yeah. You know, then you have one Ferrari in second, who qualified second, 
one Ferrari who was in fifth. Yeah, but you're taking that. All I take that is that is actually to me a positive, liberal positive sign, because the top four places, if you've got different cars there, it's a good sign. It's a sign that the field isn't as fast bred as we think it is. Well, certainly red, qualifying red, pace. Red Bull Ferrari, Red Bull, Merck Ferrari, two McLaren, McLaren, a Mercedes, and two. So each Aston of five Mines. teams, didn't exist two of each car. Yeah. Two Aston just Martins, honest, and it's then... Just, it's not quite known as that act, but... And then it's a bit weird, because, like I say, you had Alf, you had Yuki in the Alpha... Uh, yeah, Yuki in the Alpha Tauri. The Alpines just daren't be close together at the moment, I don't think. <laughs> no! I bet they've asked them to move their garages to opposite ends of the pit lane, just to be safe. Yeah, I kind of... <laughs> kind of... It's kind of all gone down at Alpine, hasn't it? Yeah, well... Uh... Did he three guys have stepped down? Otmar. Otmar's gone, yeah. Uh, I want to say... Was it Lawrence? Permain and... Wasn't one of the big... Was it one? not one of the biggies? Sporting director Alan Permane, Permain. Yeah. And chief technical officer Pat Fry. Now, Fry's gone to um, Williams, hasn't he? Yeah. Now, Pat Fry's an old name in the sport. But I wonder why they got rid of Otmar. Uh, They're not getting the results they want, are they? And the trouble is, you get this in football, and I do not understand it. I do not get my head around it. If a team isn't performing, they sack the manager. Yeah, and while I understand that the manager has a certain role to play in a team, it seems, and I know I'm talking football here, which is something I don't particularly follow. But of course, when you live in England, you've no choice to an extent. Mm. I just, I've never got this. We've lost three games in a row. The manager's gone. Why not look at the eleven people you've probably paid about thirty million for those three games? Yeah, who haven't fucking performed. Pardon well, my French. Well, yeah, no, but it's true. That's why I mark everyone. That's why I mark everyone as an explicit. I do. I do try not to, but just it's one of them. I just I look at it and I just think, yeah, maybe yeah. eleven people on the pitch haven't performed, so we're going to sack the guy stood on the side. What? Yeah, but it's it's the same. It's like you know, <laughs> that's, that's a bit like me saying I'm not. I don't like what you're saying. Going and punching the bloke three doors down. Hmm. It doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> See, it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, probably some of the decisions have been up Mars. But I'm guessing, I think, at the end of the day, some of it probably has boiled down as well to the whole Piastri bollocks that went on. I don't yeah, think... That, I don't like, think... Let's be perfectly honest. As much as I don't agree with the way Piastri did that, I don't. 100% do not. No, I don't. It's looking like it was, wasn't the worst move from him. No. Because let's be honest, he's in the best, but I think he's better where he is. Yeah, but I'm wondering if that was maybe the, the, the start of what's happened now with Otman. Not only that, there's little things you think they lost Alonso as well. Now I can imagine his experience and everything in the team like that. Yeah. And let's be honest, they've got two youngish guys. 
I mean, I think Gasly's been in a few years now, Ocon, but they're still younger. Where somebody like Fernando mm. brings some an experience of working at the big teams. He, you know, two world championships, worked at McLaren, worked at being Ferrari, Ferrari, Renault when it was high up the grid. Yeah. You know, people like that bring experience of not just of racing, but of teams and how teams work. Mm-hmm. And to suddenly lose that, it's one of the reasons why it's probably such a good grab for Aston. Well, yeah. But to lose that as well, you're then relying on two young guys to try and head it up. And that's not always the easiest thing in the world. And I'm not mm. saying that to get at Ocon and Gatling. Gasly's a race winner, let's not forget that. Well, hasn't Ocon won? Ocon, yeah, Ocon won. It was Hungary last year, wasn't it? Was it year before? No. Well, who won the French Grand Prix? I thought Gasly's win was at Monza. Yeah, Gasly was at Monza, I know that, but I'm sure. Didn't Ocon win the French Grand Prix? He might have won. Ocon. Ocon won that Hungary Grand Prix, the one where Hamilton was the only person to... Take the starting grid. If you remember, because Bottas bowled the first... No, I don't know the same weekend. No, it was the year after. He won the Bottas bowling weekend. Because him and Alonso in the Alpines managed to dance around the inside of it all. And then Alonso put this massive defence on against Hamilton. Yeah, it was 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah, I knew it was. Vettel, I can't, Vettel got DQ'd. From where? From that race? Are you looking at that race? From that race? I was just looking at Ocon's profile. <laughs> no, Vettel got right. DQ'd. As for Gasly, I am 99.9% sure his win came at Monza. His was... 2020? No. Did they race at Monza in 2020? I think they did. 2020, peaking with an emotional maiden yeah. winner, the renamed Alpha Tauri's home race in Italy. Mm. Yeah, because then it was Carlos in the McLaren behind him, and then Stroll in the uh, racing point BWT Mercedes at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, so they both have won, but at the same time, like I say, I'm, I'm... it's more than winning races, it's just the whole knowledge of how things work that can come from somebody. I mean, I don't know the I don't know the rest of the team list, but I don't think there's a lot of very experienced people in the Alpine team. No, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Look, new guys need to come in. That's that's a fact. That's the problem I keep hammering on about about drivers at the moment. I think we're going to hit a bit of a vacuum of drivers in a couple of years. Yeah, because young guys aren't getting the shots through. But that's a debate we've had before. But you know, t- they seem to be a team that's a little bit rudderless, and I just think firing a lot of management isn't always the right approach because all you do there is create more turmoil. Well, yeah. You know, and but that's just my opinion. And so, yeah, qualifying was just—it was a bit lackluster. I feel. <laughs> Let's move on to the sprint. Yeah, let's move on to the sprint. But in true sprint fashion, we'll talk about it in an hour's time. Yeah, I know. 
as you say, the weather and fair play to him. I'm not actually going to argue with those students these days. They're having to be careful for very good reason. Well, let's hope we don't get a monsoon type event happen in Japan, otherwise that will get delayed. <laughs> and that's an early morning start. Aye. Is that one? That <laughs> Vegas and... Vegas shouldn't be too bad timing, should it? Yes. I think Vegas is the other. Or is it Singapore? Singapore will be exciting times. No, Singapore's afternoon One times. Afternoon. Yeah, That's... because it's a, um, it's a night race, isn't it? Japan's the bugger for us because it's 6am. Vegas is... No, that's cooler. That's the late one. Yeah. It's no. night. Vegas. You. Dakota. Yeah. Vegas is 6 a.m. Oh, well. So it's another crappy one. Early morning. I don't mind early mornings too much. Chance to get up, get jobs done. And you probably. Would... You're going to be away, are you? Job. It's that weekend, is it? I get back Saturday. Oh, yeah, you do. do. I go, we go away on the Thursday, which is the day after her birthday, and come back on the Saturday, which is the day before mine. Because mm. but... that Sunday is my birthday. Yeah. I'll be up at 6 a.m. for an F1 race. <laughs> I mean, I keep dropping a hint that it would be an amazing birthday present to be out there, but she's not taking the bait. Really. I wonder why. Because <laughs> we haven't got the money to freaking buy tickets. I know why. <laughs> I mean, there's controversy already surrounding Vegas to do with the fact that if the certain resorts and stuff, and I know this is way off tangent. That yeah, they're wanting them to pay. Just they're to wanting them to pay. Otherwise, they're going to barricade it. It's like, is that kind of wise? But I get why F1 want to do it, but... Mm. F1 want to make money, as simple as that. Let's see how it goes first. I have good high hopes that Vegas is going to be fun. It's going to be tacky as fuck. It's going to be full on well, we tacky American. Gonna, we know it's going to be tack. But I have good faith in it actually being really good fun. We'll see. I mean, we've driven the track and... It's interesting. It You've is. driven the track. I freaking, I freaking washing machine down the track. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. I do remember that I. one. <laughs> Check the channel for that one, folks. Yeah. Anyway, the sprint. So, got going, three laps on the pace car, and then immediately have to feel pity for drives. Or Inters, sorry, won it. Yeah. Inters, because under the rules, if they start under safety car, it has to be full wet. It has to be the extreme wet if, it, if, if the race is... declared a wet is, start behind the safety yeah, car. Yeah, if it's declared a start behind the safety car, it has to be extreme wet tyres fitted. Yeah. But then pretty much by the time they'd done the three or four laps, it was starting to dry to the point where... It was in Half the grid. At which point we got the first piece of fun, which was how the Piastri ended up in the lead briefly. Yeah. <laughs> because Red Bull were worried that if they'd have led the train into the pits, they'd have got caught. Mm. And I'll admit, there was one or two very borderline unsafe releases oh, in my yeah. book. I hate watching cars go too wide down the pit lane. It always just makes me shudder. Mm. I hate it. 
Well, if there'd have been a big crash in the pit lane, the race would have been red flagged. Yeah, but he's not. That's not the problem. Is if a bit of car gets speared into a lot of mechanics or something it's silly. Well, yeah, but they still had to. Oh, oh, a car ends up. Our car ends up in a garage by accident or something stupid like that. Yeah, that's they... the problem. I'm... Don't get me wrong. I know what you're saying, but they just still had to red flag it. Hmm. <laughs> but I mean, it was not a bad sprint. I mean, you had two DNFs. In the sprint. Yeah, a rare mistake from Fernando. Fernando? And Perez. Perez. Which is what I said, alluded to at the beginning, wasn't it? That if by my old rules, where the sprint decided the grid for the race, Perez would have been in trouble. And I will say this, even though I'm a Perez fan, I think the penalty on Hamilton was harsh. Hamilton penalty, five seconds. He got, he got a five-second penalty for that incident. Now, to me, it was harsh. Nah. Because to me, it was a racing incident. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. You're not going to get a definitive answer out of me out of that one, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, it, it's kind of borderline, but like I said, I just... I don't know. I've said it before, we want, we want people to race. Then we need to not penalise them if they happen to make contact. Now, yeah, we ended Perez's sprint, I get that, but still... Yeah, but if the steward saw it as him causing the collision, then... But then again, I will um, throw in then why was there not a penalty given for that first corner incident between Perez, Sainz and Piastri? It's the first frigging lap, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, but, but... Th- yes, but that's exactly what I thought about it. You know, um... now, I, like I said, I think I alluded to this at the beginning. I will... Right, spin, let's, let's talk about that when we get there. I'm just mm. not jumping around too much. Spin, say, I do think it was harsh, but fair enough, because he did end up retiring Perez's car with a wacky rate hole in the sidewall. Mm. We had Alonso making a rare and lost it by himself. You know, as far as we could see, he just put a bit too many revs on the air curb and well, you next know, thing he yeah, was but, Yeah, but you know, you do know what the curbs can be like in wet weather. It was just rare to see that from Fernando. Yeah, no. That's what it is. It, it, it's one of them things, but... It's just very rare to see that from Fernando. And he actually... Yeah. I don't think he actually hit the wall. I think he might have said, just get it stopped. Obviously, once it was buried in the gravel, that was it. Yeah. You know, I mean... Fair play to Gasly, though, in in the sprint. It's one of them, a, a race like that in them kind of conditions it mixes is where you up. can often get surprises. Well, and you say that about Gasly, I mean, Ocon 9, Danny Rick got 10th. I know you don't get, you only get points to 8 in a sprint, but when you compare that to the performance in the race, that Alpatari clearly had a bit more about it in 
those conditions. Yeah. It was it was a bit weird. Like I say, you know, you had the Hasses towards the bottom, obviously Logan Sargent, uh, he had a shock up for a sprint. You know. Sargent, to me, Sargent's not exactly yeah, but, showing himself with, with glory. Right? I think I said this last time. Yeah, but he... this is the thing. Yes, he's a rookie. He's learning. But he's not been given the boot. Which is what I've gone back to saying before, which is why I think the AlphaTauri incident was maybe a bit short-sighted. Well, what would you expect with that dickhead? Um, <laughs> yeah, I may be a Red Bull fan, but no, he's not one of my best. And I will clarify, yes, I'm a Red Bull and a McLaren fan, but he's not. Yes, he may be a Red Bull person, but no. I'm just sat here on the fence. He's... <laughs> he's made a wrong choice. And I think it's... The other wrong thing is the fact that, you know, you've got the likes of... Yes, they've put Danny Rick in the Alpha Tauri. The Alpha Tauri's shite. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, fair play. Yuki's absolutely driving the nuts off it, but Yuki's underperforming. Yes, he's got a couple, you know, he's scoring points, but he's he's not performing to the a bit. The, the Alphatari isn't performing to the the level like when Gasly and Yuki were there. Oh no, definitely not. And it's it is quite it's sad to see from where the Alpha Tower was to where it is now. You know, Gasly was quite consistent in the Alpha Tower. Yeah. But going back to what I've said, he did tell them it's the great revolving door of F one next season, that Alpha Tower could be back into the top ten. Could be. But, you know, you've got the likes of you know, Danny Rick in there at the moment. Yes, Danny Rick's got experience, but as we keep saying, Danny Rick's getting on a bit. But, no <laughs> offence, um, and he's probably only just older than us two. Yeah. But, it's, there was too much hype, there was too much hype put around Danny Rick's return. Wow. Date of birth, 1st of the 7th, 89. So he's only, what, a year older than me, then? No. No, 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 because he's about four months older than me. 89? Yeah. Makes him just 34 this month. Fuck hell, he's younger than me. Yeah. There are, there are people out there younger than you, Fucking mate. Hell. He's younger than me. Hey, but, if you really want to scare you, I'll pull, pull Piastri's details up. No, Dom. But... Hey, um, first starts with 2-0, that should be illegal. Christ. <laughs> but, but, um... You know, there was a lot of hype brought surrounding his return, and... But if the Alpha Tower is where it is, I'm afraid, even if you stuck Max at the moment in the Alpha Tower, I don't think it's going to... 
No. Set the world on fire. Just talking to cars there. No. Um. Honestly, I think they've yes. The there was a slight miss. <sighs> okay. I feel there was a slight mistake made when they brought in Debris. Because yes, he's is he was a good is was is yeah is a good driver. Um, he had a completely different car that he was driving there. Mm. To compared to what he had, but to only give him. To only give him the number of races that he had. Don't forget though, Piastri did nothing last year. Piastri wasn't racing last year at all. He wasn't in lower formula. No, no, he wasn't. So if you're going to play it that way, Piastri's basically had a gap year and look at how he's performing right now. Yeah, I know. But I just don't think what had happened was fair on on nick because well, i agree with you i fully agree with you the fact that when danny did his testing he was testing in a goddamn red bull not the alpha tauri they should have stuck him in an alpha tauri to test mm. then see how we got on then made the decision yeah. not stick him in a car that was more powerful than what he was going to be put in and not gone off them test results to make that decision yeah but they'll have done it they'll have done it a call what they'll have done is compared his times to max's probably yeah but it's still it's still not gonna help him really because if the car's not with if the car's not there the car's not there he can't match that they should have. Mm. They should have done what Williams have done. Left Devries there, let him get the experience through the entire season, and then perhaps maybe reviewed it at the end of the season, yeah. or took the gamble, got him another season, and see how he performed then with a newer car. Mm not you know you like i say yuki's not exactly been performing looking through past results oh yeah so i mean even looking at this weekend you know okay you know he only finished 18th in that sprint mm. he finished like last in the sprint race yeah Yes, it's a sprint, but Danny Rickow did it. But, mm. anyways, move on. <laughs> so, now we come to the race. The race, where the weather actually held out. It started raining. Mm, briefly, though, nothing to any. Hang on, where was it? The Max nearly lost it. The sprint, or the race? It was the race, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the race going through 
Well, through our rouge, ironically. Mm. Or rouge, because that's the colour of his trousers, probably, where after. <laughs> probably. Because it's not a good place to get a twitch on, is that? No, and he got a twitch. But the start... I mean, there was all sorts of comfortable at the start. I mean, let's look at the starting grid. You know. Mm. So where was the... No, it was the race. Wasn't it? Yes, it was the race. So, you know, yeah, because of Max's gearbox penalty, Max started at six. So you had Leclerc and yeah. Perez, Hamilton, Sainz and Piastri, Max, Norris, Russell and Fernando. Mm. You know, Yuki, fair, you know, fair play because of his qualifying, started 11th and Ricardo was effectively starting down the bottom end of the field. Yeah. Well, obviously. Uh, Magnussen, uh, Magnussen was uh, got penalised three grid places for impeding during qualifying, which I forgot to mention. Hulkenberg required to start from the pit lane after Cam was modified while on to part Fermi. Hmm. Didn't do him any good, though, did it? <laughs> so, the start of the race was, like we say, it was chaotic, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. You know, you had them fighting away, but then... Let's come on to the Oscar Piastri and Carlos science incident. Like I'll say, I'm kind of, um... Kind of on the fence here, because I will never... Criticise somebody having a go, but Oster put his car into a gap that was only ever going to close. The first corner of Belgium does pinch naturally because of the angle. Now, Sainz turned in shaft, but Sainz had to because there was cars to his outside. Sainz locked up. Yeah, and in trying to avoid the car in front of him, unfortunately, cut straight across the front of Oscar. Yeah, and then, but then he was Oscar was in his blind spot, so that's why he didn't see him. And eventually he got that much that pinched into the source. He uh, ends up hitting mm. a wheel against. He clunked the wheel against that barrier. Well, he hit. He, he did make contact with Sainz's car, and he also hit the wall, didn't he? Yeah, he did both. Mm. Is because Sainz was trying to avoid. And I look at the science was trying to avoid Hamilton because Perez had done his usual weavy defendy trick, mm. so that spooked Hamilton a bit, which in turn, you know, science locked up, he got spooked, tried to turn in to obviously because he hadn't seen Oscar was there. If he'd have seen Oscar was there, he might have gone a little, you know. There was yeah. nowhere for signs to go, basically. Oh, no. And then there was nowhere for Oscar to go, really. I mean, they said no further investigation. Now, 
technically Sainz knocked Oscar out, but then later on Sainz actually retired himself. Yeah, the car was crippled. The car was terrible. It was going backwards. After 23 laps, Oscar didn't get any laps done. No, the car eventually died around the bottom of the track. We said he'd well to clear that and not need a safety car, I thought. Mm. Cleared it very quickly. Luckily, such a long lap, they had a good gap. Mm. Did forget to mention, though, that I did see one thing. Mm. There was some, uh, one thing before, was it before the race, or...? It was somewhere, anyways, that Ted ended up talking to the guy that does the green flag. Yeah, Bernard. Mm. And then... Brundle didn't do a grid walk. No, Brundle didn't do it this time. He did a fan walk instead. <laughs> and then a lot of perplexed fans, because they couldn't understand him, so in the end, that's why he said, is there anybody who speaks English? That wasn't him. Be, that wasn't him being racist. It was the case that the fans couldn't understand him. He ended up speaking to a lot of Irish, didn't he? Yeah. But that was somewhat different. Which, okay, fair play. Of course, I'm guessing he didn't want any more controversy <laughs> after getting snubbed by. See, yeah. I kind of agree with what we said last. What we said last time about that, you know, if you're a guest yeah. of a team, at least be prepared to speak. And if the and you, you, you would, if you've come to F one, yeah, understand that's where you are. You're probably there to promote your own shit, and that's fine. But yeah, it'd be like. And he'd be like one of the F1 drivers going to a big fashion parade and refusing to do anything there. Oh, you mean like Hamilton? I actually wasn't aiming anything <laughs> at him in particular. I just meant in general. I was trying to throw it because he was that that car. He was a model, so I was trying to throw it the other oh, way. Oh, yeah, I know. But he was also the voice of the pop radio station on GTA 5. Yeah, and she was also in Suicide Squad. Never watched it. All oh, right, okay. That's, yeah, she was in that as well. I'd, yeah, never. Uh, I remember well, being. I remember being GTA, but yeah. The old Marvel DC thing has no appeal to me whatsoever. So, but yeah. Then, other than the race, um, well, it's seventeen laps it took Max Max to get to the lead, which was more than I jokingly said beforehand. But yeah, I mean, I what obviously when you watched him off the on the start. He was very careful of Paul Rouge. He was what he was being. He even well, he kind lift. of had to be because he's got so much more to lose than everybody around him. Yeah, I mean, he. The last thing he needed was to knock a wing off or get caught up. If he got caught up in the science piastri incident or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it was just, I don't know, just kind of sum it up a little bit. I mean, I'm summing this up a bit. It's not one. It's not been one of the best. No, he was all right. He was all right. He had some moments. I mean, hmm. to see Max have to actually do some work through the grid's always nice. Whether Perez was ordered to let him pass or what, he just he didn't fight him. I was expecting him to fight him. It was probably. To, I would not have been ordered to let him pass. But I can you imagine the team would be don't. 
don't slow yourselves down squabbling. Mm. Because you could back yourselves back into the rest of the pack. Yeah. The best thing they can do is work together and try and bugger off with DRS and leave everyone behind. Which didn't happen. Well, sort of did and sort of didn't. I mean, but, you know, there's, there's nothing to be gained by having a good fight between them. So no, I can imagine. Well, we say we heard Max with his little lover's tiff with his engineer anyway. Yeah, I don't know what's going on between them two. Because <laughs> it wasn't. This isn't the first time we've heard them two. No. Get a bit bitchy with each other. <laughs> it was the last race and all. Yeah. He was being a bit bit. They were being a bit bitchy with each other. Yes, he apologized, but. He was being a bit, definitely being a bit bitchy this weekend. There was more than a bit bitchy because uh, Lamba, Giampiero was, uh, or GP actually, let's just call him GP. He, or GP, whatever it is, he was very, like, stern with him. Mm. It's like, you will follow my instructions, sort of thing. Just trust us, we know what we're doing. Yeah. I mean... I don't know what... You know, because then you get you get the likes of... Some of the people saying, oh, Max is very calm. Well, that didn't seem very calm. <laughs> For the fact that... Them two are having a bloody... Tiff. Yeah. That's almost as bad as the... You know, it's not to the extreme of... Did someone... Did, was it Crofty or was it Brundle? One of them mentioned Kimmy. I can't remember now. One of them mentioned Kimmy. And they turned <laughs> around and said, it's almost a Kimmy Raikkonen moment. You know, the whole, <laughs> just leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. That yeah, was, and I, it was either because they laughed about it, and I think it might have been Crofty that said it. Mm. And yeah, I I hope them two patch it up and patch, you know, sort of patch it out because them two have. Well, you kind of need to because your engineer and the driver need to be in sync, or else things will fall apart. <sighs> I don't think it's as bad as it sounded there. I think there'll be, there'll be talk at the Red Bull team probably today. Mm. And they'll get it packed. Like I say, because can't, you can't have them fighting like that. So it will be sorted out. Yeah, because, I mean, okay, that doesn't... I don't get why they felt the need to broadcast that. <laughs> you know, that was between yeah, but the thing, them. The thing is, yeah, but Sky, there's an amazing guy did it because we're talking about it. Well, that's what I mean. Don't forget, they hear everything and we don't. Oh, I know they hear everything. And they only send us what... They only send out what they think will either be good... Either it's good to let us know what's going on or what they think will be good for this. And you know which category those conversations fell into. Well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and it's just... I... Hmm... Well, I suppose it's it, it, not to mention this, but we'll bring it up again, but let's bring it up, shall we? It's like the whole Abu Dhabi race director, Toto mm. thing, and yeah, 
then him smashing headphones and <laughs> I get it you know it gets people talking yeah well here we are so yes it definitely works I mean who stood out to you during the race bar obviously Perez Max Uh, stood out, stood out. I mean, Louis getting that fastest lap right to the end was a little bit of playing Max at his own game, wasn't it? Just a bit. The old put a fresh set of tyres on and just go and get the fastest lap. But he had the gap. That was the problem. He had the he gap, had the gap to, do to do it. it. Yeah, fair play. That's only like us. Oh, yeah. Either got the gap yeah, on each other or gap the AI and got enough time to get in, stick a set of softs on. Yeah. Yeah, but he did it on mediums. I mean, I don't think he had any soft left, did he? Possibly not, but he did it on a fresh set of mediums, which is... Weird. <laughs> I mean, R Russell had an alright race. Alonso had an alright race. Norris... An okay race, but I think because of the way that car, car was set up for wet running. Yeah, yeah, it really didn't help it. No. Um, Ockham didn't do too bad. Stroll, yeah, okay. So, so. Yuki, <laughs> like I say, Yuki actually getting another point for Alpha Tauri. Yeah. <laughs> So he drove the nuts off that car again, but seemed to be in decent places at decent times to sort of capitalise on it. Bottas and Guan Yu finished, you know, together. Gasly, well, it's a shame. Hmm. Albon could have been better for the Williams. Could have been. Pass with K-Mag, well, uh, <laughs> Danny Rick could have been a lot better, I feel. There's some weird strategy calls over pitting and that for because of Terry. I think he pitted early and then pitted again not long afterwards, didn't he? Which, mm. Maybe there was a slow puncher or something we didn't know about, but... And then, like I say, you got Sergeant, and then obviously Hulkenberg was sort of nowhere. Really. Yeah. But like we say, with Sergeant's not performing, but yet, yes, he's not delivering and getting the points, but he's getting Gaining the experience. experience. And like we say, Carlos and Piastri. Hmm. The DNFs because yeah. he ran into each other. Yeah. <laughs> Although they did keep signs this guy going probably for a bit longer than they probably should have done. 22 laps. Yeah. I think they wanted to see if it was, you know, as bad as. Oh, it was going backwards. Oh, I know it was going backwards, but they probably wanted to see if, you know, if it was as bad as. 
Yeah. I there was a whopping rip, but bloody, there was a hole in the side of it, so, you know. Yeah, it's never going to do well. No. I mean, obviously, <laughs> is there anything else that stands out to you before we close out? I know there's one thing we have to do first. Yeah, I just want to bring back to what I believe we talked about earlier on in the season, but I just wanted to put it to you. Do you think Red Bull can win every single race this season, all 23? Hmm. I believe at the start of the season I said no. I thought some something luck-wise would happen or something would happen and no. But we're now at the halfway point near enough and it's 100% so far. See, because obviously you just said Red Bull, so you didn't specify whether it was Max or Perez because, you know, the only ones I've been Max and... Yeah, well, Perez. I'm seeing Red Bull as a whole because obviously um, at this point it's impossible for one of them to win every race. I would have thought at some point some piece of luck or something would happen. But it's not yet. That makes me wonder. Seriously, have they won every race this season? So far, yes. Perez has won two, Max has won the rest. Oh, yeah, because it was. There was. Yeah, because Max had the incident, didn't he? Mm. He had some falling problem. I think he had some falling problem. <coughs> At Saudi. I uh, don't want to jinx it, but I do actually want to say yes. Fair enough. If that if they built that car good enough and I know you, you so I know far. you mentioned you know, if that car is legal and everything. you I know you brought the question of legality into that car. Well, no, that's not... What I said was, assuming that car is within the world books, which at the moment we 100% have to, but, because we have not got any evidence to suggest otherwise. No. I... So, assuming that car is 100% legal, which means they have just nailed the regulations, absolutely square nailed them, then, you know, the, say the only thing that could trip them up is if literally they fall over each other, in my yeah. book. Which I honestly think the two experienced, but saying that, we've seen we've seen teammates do it. We've seen Nico and Hamilton do it. We've seen Vettel and Weber do it. Yeah. I mean, if if that happens, if we end up seeing that and say we end up with it'll be the first time ever in history that's happened. And whether you like Red Bull or not, you have to sort of take your hat off to a team that's able to do something like that. Mm. That's weird. No ping. I just got a message off here. Fair enough. <laughs> I didn't think you wanted me to particularly mention it. No, 
but if you've oh, podcast, <laughs> can that be done? Looking at it now. Okay. Sorry, folks. Just no, this I'm is sorry. nothing. Just something to do with something we're doing in a moment. Mm. And... I forgot. Completely forgot before. I. I have to. I. I can see where you're coming from. You know, it would have to be something. They would have to be hit with right reliability issues. I don't. Even, I don't think that Red Bull car's going to do that. Though, like I said, it's been so far. But I have, think it's more likely. Like I said, it's more likely incidents. Yeah, but have they managed to? I mean, let's be honest. We've watched Max have a couple of little moments. Like I say, he had that moment of no lose. Now, can he do? He flew it over that curb and nearly bloody. Mm. As, so yeah. I mean, as long as we don't get Max and Hamilton side by side again at Monza. <laughs> Oh, why not? You know what I mean? As long as we don't get another incident like that, I could probably see them maybe walking away this year with every race as Red Bull. I mean, that would be phenomenal for them to do it. But I don't... Haven't Mercedes have done had dominance like that though? Or have they never? Nobody's Mercedes... had it to this level. Nobody has had it to the level that that we are seeing right now. It's just that yeah, but it's just that car, the car is phenomenal. But you've got to look at who you've got to look at its designer. Oh yeah. I don't like we said that Red Bull wouldn't be as good if he was. I don't think that Red Bull would be as half as good. If he wasn't with them. And that's me saying that. Probably not. But you can imagine if he would if he would if he was to walk away from Red Bull. I've said to you before, you're run. hoping that if he was to do that, you're hoping that if there's one or two understudies who are currently learning everything they yeah, can. Yeah, I know, him. that's what I mean. But can you um you know, if he was not not the reti- you know, not retirement side of things. Imagine if you walked away from Red Bull. To another team. To another team. Can you imagine? I would imagine Red Bull's contract would quite well Probably. make that difficult. No, but can you imagine how many teams would be jumping to try and... All the teams on the grid would be jumping to try and get him. Oh, hell yeah. So is what kind of money would his name come with? I tell you what, you won't get him for minimum wage. No, you won't. <laughs> because he as I've joked with somebody the other day right, he could design a wheelie bin and it wouldn't be the slowest thing around the track no he's just got he's one of the greats the same way that Ross Brahms an amazing team manager could just put a team together yep you know and you get certain people who are just the best mm. I mean in years to come are we going to look at Horner in that light why? That team he has brought it together. You know he's got Newey, he's got Max, he's got. You may not like him, but Marco. Obviously, the people they've put together have made this car. Marco's only. You could argue he's only an advisor. You could argue the same for Wolf because he oversaw the entire Hamilton Hamilton Rosberg era. Well, that's true. 
you know, and while the team manager we're almost going back, we're almost going full circle here to the football manager's comment I made mm. a lump earlier in this podcast. Just where you're not, you know, say we all look back and we all think of Ross Braun as an amazing because he was a team manager, was he as well? But he oversaw that entire Schumacher era. He then went and did yeah. it with his own name in that amazing 2009 season mm. with the Braun car. Yeah, we had to like. Now, it, it like... wasn't his design, it wasn't his engine, it wasn't him driving, but he put those people together. Yeah. But... Horner has put this team together. Well, yeah, that's true. So you've got to give him some credit, and he's put it together and kept it together. Yeah. And made it work because there will be amazing designers out there. Maybe in other things, maybe not in F1, who will be at Newey's level. Oh, yeah. But who just haven't had the shot. Mm. You know, and all it takes is that one person, that one moment that they get the right position. You never know. No. Alpha, uh, Alpine <laughs> are doing this big reshuffle now. Whoever they bring in might be the next one. Yeah. We could be sat here next season talking about a season where Alpine are walking over everybody. Yeah, but you had the, you know, before we finish this off, you had the likes of Colin, you know, you had Colin Chapman as well. Like Frank Williams. So Frank, you yeah. Know. You had the likes of Sir Jackie and all that. Yeah. You know, you've had the great people, Hesker. Yeah. You've had the great names. Now, it's a lot more difficult today than it was back then, I will say, because you didn't need the kind of... I mean, you've not got much chance of somebody deciding, I want to build my own car and going and getting it to the top level today. Whereas back in the 70s, that was possible. Mm. But, yeah, it's... It's an era of absolute, you're witnessing absolute brilliance, whether you're a Red Bull fan or not. You have to just stand back and just admire. You're seeing a team at the absolute top of their game. And I'm not saying it's amazing from a fan's point of view. It's not the best, unless you're a fan of Red Bull particularly. It's not amazing. I will, I will agree with that. But I can't be mad at it. Because... Yeah, but you've had to... Um... The problem is we have we've had to sit here for seven years. Yeah, but before that we had the Vettel era. Yeah, that before that we had the Schumacher. Yeah, but that era. doesn't bother me. Schumacher and Vettel don't bother me. You know, this is how F one has worked, and you get one team that just nails it, and you know it's to me the goal is there. You take if that car is within regulation, and as I say, I fully believe it is. Until I get evidence otherwise, I will give them the benefit. Mm. Then that's they're using the same rule book as everybody else. Yeah. Get yourselves up there. Don't I mean. start slowing them down. That's not the right approach. No. Because that's just penalising success. Yeah. No. Go on, guys. McLaren have made leaps forward. Mercedes seems to be on the right track. The catching. Just keep going. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um. I take it you've seen the league. I, I had a quick look, and it's not been a great weekend for me. So, as you know, guys, just give me one, one, one second. That's three seconds he wants. There we go. 
as you know, we do the F1 Fantasy League. Now, to be honest, it definitely wasn't a good weekend for you, was it? No, it really wasn't. God, Alan's come out on top again. Get his double points on Verstappen. Ah, okay. So what went wrong for David? Science went wrong for David. It was still only an eight-point loss. That's not huge. In general, I just, with the exception of the Red Bull card, just didn't have any high scoring. Oh, what? I didn't get any negatives though. Wow, that's what that's what screwed me. Perez lost twenty points for not finishing the sprint. Yeah. That is what screwed me. I have my two. Oh, I have my two times on Verstappen for that one. Um. That's not good for you either because um, Alan's now ten points above you now on the overall standings. Still with me over there? Yeah, I'm still with you. I'm just doing some looking. Because Alan's two six seven seven, and you're two six six two six six seven. I've got some ground there. Yeah. And Alan and I'm like two eight or four, but yeah, that's hoping you uh, can pull it back. There's gonna be some big changes before the next race. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that myself. I'll be looking at that one myself because um... yeah, I'm shocked that he managed to. To get you. There's a long way to go yet. Oh, we know there's a long way to go. Could all go wrong for me yet, but... Yeah, so basically... This is something we started because we used to do the predictions. So if anybody hasn't, obviously... For anybody listening, you know, it's the F1... Formula 1, fantasyformula1.com And it was... This was instead of our predictions because we could never sort of keep to our We never had to organise it well, did we? No. So we thought, for a bit of fun at the start of the season, we started, we did a register, you know, I registered for this, dragged them two in, and this is how we... Well, I think I suggested it first. Yeah. And I saw it just as a joking, mm. of an idea. But it, it's kind of working, because we keep, you know, we remember about it. Yeah. Uh... So is there anything else you would really want to just quickly round off with? Not really, no. I think I'm, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, overall thoughts is it was a bit blase at times. Good at points. Not so much. Wasn't one of the best bars we've seen. But it be on to Zambot. So... This podcast, obviously, as you know, will be coming out on Friday, usual 3pm time. Then there isn't going to be any podcasts now until 
you should know this, but yeah. The end of August. It'll be the end of, yeah. It'll be basically the next podcast will actually be out the 1st of September. Yeah, like that, that sounds a long way off, but then I think, no, before, it, not too long, it's going to be the 1st of bloody August, so. Hmm, which is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's basically the 1st of September will be the next podcast after, release after this one. Um, So, yeah. And then we've got, basically it comes out the weekend of Monza. And then we've got obviously got Monza. Yeah. But we're going to wrap this one up. So obviously, thank you to David uh, for joining me again. Thank you for having me. Pleasure as always. It's good fun. They're enjoyable doing these. All right. So obviously, you know where to get them. Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts. Obviously, don't forget to go over to the gaming channel. Check that out because we do a lot of F1 content and other stuff on there link for that is in the top of your spot uh, top of your podcast um playlist of your, spot, of your podcast yeah i mean the, you know top of the podcast playlist obviously come over you know you can support the podcast by tipping which is links are in the description for that if you want to obviously support the gaming channel, you can do. The links of that are over on the channel. And me and David will see you for the next one. So until then. Later, folks. Goodbye for now. <laughs>